Hey, I'm Jeanette Bordeaux, and you're listening to the Broken to Breakthrough podcast, where we highlight stories from people who have overcome mental and emotional struggles. My mission is to empower others to challenge the unfair stigma surrounding these topics. Here's today's episode. So what's up, Fabian? <laughs> Yo, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so tell us a little bit about um, UpLab Asia and stateoffriend.org and just a little bit about your background and your story. Oh, yeah, that, that's a lot. <laughs> so I, I live in Asia, I live in China um, since a couple of months, actually. Um, before that, uh, I lived in Singapore. Um, so when I left Singapore in in September, I started a marketing agency for a growth marketing in China. I myself am a marketeer already for over five years to mainly marketing technology. Um, and I saw a lot of opportunity in China when I worked for my previous company in Singapore um, for this Chinese market. Um, so I really want to help foreign companies to go into China and basically learn about the culture and also behavior. Um, and yeah, actually stay different. I started as a side gig in July. I just created a website about, um, yeah, because I suffered from myself from depression and anxiety and panic attacks. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I, there, there has to be a platform where people can just find some information, what it is. So basically to educate um, about what you feel, um, basically read other people's stories that you, that you know more about what you have because it's so unknown still or unspoken in a sense and definitely here in Asia is, okay, I wanted to start this. So I just started a side gig. I created a website in a couple of days. Uh, I found some resources which I put on the website. Um, after that, I did some exercises. So let's say you have anxiety problems. Um, you have anxiety problems, you can find exercises, okay, how do, I, how do I learn certain breathing techniques or something like that? And then I started sharing stories. So I wrote down my own story on the website, but now we have a couple of other stories which people also can send anonymously or under their name to basically share what they experience themselves. So that's basically what would stay different, but that went yeah, quite crazy and with thousands of visits. Um, and we have now around a team of 10 people who are volunteering to yes bring this up and scale this up and yeah that's going quite great so that's basically about stay different and uplet oh my gosh that's so cool so you are totally you're basically already doing entrepreneurs unveiled (laughs) on your own website (laughs) that's so cool i love that so whenever you were starting this you had already like overcome depression or something that you were struggling with and you just felt that the resources weren't out there yeah, so basically, I, I lived in the Netherlands and everything was great. Uh, I have my company in the Netherlands already. So actually, since 15 years old, I'm stepping out of my comfort zone a lot. Mm-hmm. So, And I have the feeling since I'm 15 years old, I started a company with 15 or 16 years old. Uh, after that, I started another company at 18 years old. Uh, then I, um, yeah, and did expanded and expanded. And I felt like I stepped out so much out of my comfort zone that I basically lost my comfort zone. And uh, my business expanded to Poland that time. So I was moving to Poland. I opened an office in Poland. Uh, and I was still operating in the Netherlands. And that didn't went well. And we came in a, in a depth. And basically my Dutch part of the company uh, became bankrupt. Where I came in a huge depth for someone who was around 20 years old. Uh, living in a foreign country. And basically after a week I moved to Poland uh it started, so I was like basically playing my sports, and uh, yeah, I was playing my sports, and I tried to throw a ball, and 
I didn't have the power to throw the ball. And then my breathing got very short. And I have a bit asthmatic problems already, so I thought, ah, it was my asthma. Um, I need to take my medicine. I didn't took it that time, so I just sit at the side. But it got worse and worse. And I got dizzy. I got black spots in my view. My whole body started tingling, and I didn't know what it was. And that basically continued for around one and a half year. And I went to the doctor, and the, the doctor did checks on me, and my blood pressure was perfectly fine. My, my blood levels were perfectly fine. Everything was great, in a sense, like physically. But mentally, I felt horrible and I had moments that I for two weeks I couldn't walk I couldn't step out of my bed uh, the moment I step out of my bed I will fall directly on the ground I I it developed that worse that I wasn't even able to buy my own groceries or I would get in panic and really have the feeling pass out I started getting breathing problems where I was laying in the middle of the street just to basically control myself so that's basically how it really expanded but over the years so now, so now I'm over it in a sense, in mm-hmm. a sense. So not hundred percent, but over the years I developed and actually I learned more. And I think I'm very optimistic, but also an open-minded person. So I'm really open to talk about it. So from the beginning, directly on, I, I, I talk about it with, yeah, with my friends, with people I just met, like, okay, I feel this and I want to solve it. And yeah, along the way, I basically learned from the people around me what I could have, what I could feel, uh, and how I potentially could solve it. So, yeah, it, it took years, and now I'm in my third year, or almost finished my third year, but I still have my anxiety, and it really depends on my my living style, so the way how I live. If I forget my breakfast, I will be sensitive the rest of the day. Um, and if I get one time a panic attack, I have to recover still for a week. But it's way, way, way better than yeah it was before a couple of years ago. So it's it's going better actually since I keep moving and since I was in Singapore and I had a structured life, that helped for me a lot to get over it. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that with us. But I think the yeah. one of the things I, you just like so many questions I have now. I feel like a lot of people have never experienced something like that. It's very, very scary when it initially happens. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it was it was also for me. Like I didn't know anything. It's just that I'm really open minded and I really need support from people. So I'm a people person. So the moment I have something, I want to talk with people. I don't like it to be alone myself. So that's why I was very open about it already. And also I was more open about it because I just didn't know what I had, and it was super scary. And actually, I developed more like hypochondria. So it's really I was scared to die every single day, twenty four seven. I was scared to die. I get a heart attack or I get a stroke or whatever it is. I was so scared because I had all these symptoms which were similar to my surges on the internet that I was like, it can happen any moment and I can die any moment. That, that, that's basically how I felt. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's for years, I or for around a year or one and a half year, I didn't even know what was happening to my body. And uh, later on, I found out that actually, like in a sense, millennials or the youngsters, um, develop a lot of physical problems um, when they, yeah, when they suffer from a depression or anxiety or any other mental disorder. They suffer more than, let's say, the baby boomers from physical problems. So I had a lot of physical pain. I couldn't walk. I had so much pain in my left arm that I couldn't even write. And I thought this is a physical problem. But yeah, over the along the way, I learned it's a mental problem which influences your physical body, and that's 
yeah, quite interesting. So I didn't know what was happening. I just tried to yeah, note down what is happening with me, what happened today. Okay, I write it down. Is that the same tomorrow? It's it's a process and it's learning. Uh, and I believe when you when you have form a depression or an anxiety in a lot of culture still definitely here in Asia it's an unspoken thing so mm-hmm. yeah the people say it's a part of life so I saw documentaries in, in the, from Indonesia with people of depression they get abandoned from their families and they come in a kind of jail because you're mentally crazy in a sense and the society is scared for you mm-hmm. uh, and yeah it's just here so unspoken and where I believe in is like when you suffer from something like as a mental disorder and you ignore it in a sense you, you it's it's like it develops like an onion so you have like different layers mm-hmm. so you it could be that your your depression you already have a, a light depression when you're like 10 years old maybe because of a certain situation what happened before in your life mm-hmm. and that develops so you create layers so the moment you wait and you don't um basically you don't you don't recognize it or you don't solve it um these layers come up and my mother had the same. My mom has a depression for like 40 years and it's unsolvable because she found out when she was like 40 years old and there were so many layers already mm-hmm. that every time when she go to like in therapy, they can only get 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 out one layer, but then there's still all these other layers from her whole life. So it's really mm-hmm. difficult to solve it in a later stage, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. things like depression or anxiety where I really believe, that's why I started also this Stay Different, is like we have to educate people from very young age already. The entry level has to be very low to learn about it and talk about it because it's better to, to solve it before it happens instead of you're trying to solve something what already happened, right? A hundred percent. I honestly cannot agree with you more. And one thing I wanted to ask you about, what are some other like methods that you use to really help you get more clarity on what was going on? It's very important to know your body and basically try to look back. Um, how were you as a kid or what did you do before? What are the things you enjoyed? What are the things you didn't enjoy? And try to really focus on the things you love to do. That's the most important for me. So really keep living every day with only the things you love to do. The same, I cut off a lot of my friends. I had a lot of friends, but I cut off a lot and I only had maybe five to ten left. Because for me, it's very important that you hang out with people who support you, uh, who basically accept who you are, instead of they start complaining to you or whatever it is. Because that influences you so much, definitely if you're suffering from something and there's no understanding of your surroundings or your friends or whatever it is, the moment they don't accept that or they don't understand that, it can influence you so much. And that developed for me that worse that someone was running to the to to the to the tram or something like that or to a bus to don't miss the bus and I was getting a panic attack because a person was running. So for me I'm very sensitive for the people around me, my surroundings. Mm. So yeah, yeah, there are certain things which I really learn, but there's for me so much to learn still. What should I do and what shouldn't I do to basically get control over myself? I love that. And yeah, I think you also, a 
I mean, you touched on a lot there. I think the physiology part of it, right? And especially as entrepreneurs, we're always like, grind, hustle, blah, blah, blah. Like, I know so many people that don't eat, like, three meals a day. They don't even get seven, even seven hours or six hours of sleep. They just keep going. And and then they wonder um, why they're having, like, these tough times or these struggling times. It's like, that is such an important part of it. Um, and then I also love that you touched on the activities too, because not thinking that, you know, all we have to do is work, work, work and just stay online because I'm sure, you know, you run an agency, you're probably online just as much as I am, which I'm basically 24 seven. (laughs) So it's just can get so draining that we almost forget to live in the right now. And I feel like honestly, that holds us back from appreciating it. Correct, and that that's definitely the most important. Like, so I had my company, and I was working like really sixteen, seventeen hours a day, and I was, yeah, <laughs> how you see this on the internet, grinding, hustling, and whatever it is, right? I really loved my company. I loved what I did. I loved what I supported. I loved how I grew and all this kind of stuff. But in the end of the day, it's not that important. Of course, you want to grow your business, but there's so much more than that, and you can see it influence you so much because I did it for like one and a half year and. That moment after that, I moved to Poland and I basically, yeah, it kicked on my body and I basically came in a depression and an anxiety. Mm-hmm. So it could be even that you don't feel it for the years you're hustling and grinding and whatever it is. And the moment you're successful and you finally get your rest, it kicks in and you cannot enjoy your success. So that's basically what, yeah, what what I had. And now I really learned to, for example work six hours very productive a day and the rest of the day I do something else and yes I'm available for clients to call me or to answer questions or something like that but I really try to enjoy my day besides having a company and and stuff like that because uh, I suffered during my depression a lot from um, the derealization so that basically means I feel like a real person in a sense, but everything around me feels like a dream. And that's a very, very scary thing because you lose your emotions and yeah, you, you don't yeah, you don't you don't feel happy about something, you don't feel sad about something, and this is very dangerous within a company itself. And I have the feeling now that my company went bankrupt because of that, because I didn't have any emotion about it. I was like, ah, everything is gonna be fine, I don't care about anything. And this could be a dangerous thing within your company itself. Definitely, if you're suffering, that's why you need to take your own time and don't think about your company at all because it doesn't work and it doesn't pay out at the end of the day. So for me, it was really important. Okay, you work certain hours for your company and besides that, you hang out with your friends or you you go for a nice breakfast or you make your own dinner for like two hours and really enjoy what you're doing really take the time for everything what you're doing it's ridiculous that we're doing all these different things that we're eating in front of our laptop or something like that instead of really just taking the time to eat and enjoy our meal of the day in a sense Mm -hmm. so yeah that's it (laughs) no i so i totally am with you like i used to always like literally devour my food in like within five minutes <laughs> and then I would just keep working but now I'm like okay put my laptop away <laughs> like enjoy yeah, enjoy the so moment 
hundred percent. And so I, that's awesome. So we've learned, you know, so much about, you know, what's helped you, your specific individual struggle. So I want to hear more also about kind of when you started, you know, stay different. What was that like life after stay different? How did that change? Actually, I started stay different like July this year. So it's a very, very new thing. What, mm-hmm. what it is. So I, I live since, let's say, June last year, so June 2016 in Asia. Mm-hmm. And Asia for me, um, yeah, is crazy in a sense of definitely mental health. It's very unspoken here. They say it's a part of life. And in pressure, in basically countries with a social pressure like Korea, Japan, China, uh, Hong Kong, but also Singapore, it's really insane to see there what's happening and that it's so ignored. The suicide ratio in Japan and Korea are the highest in the world. And it's, they basically, the governments put on a bridge certain cameras in Korea, they put on a bridge cameras and they basically track when someone is jumping from a bridge that directly there's a rescue team. Oh my I really gosh. believe in, yeah, and they track it 24 seven. So they have even like detection the moment a person stands for 10 minutes, the, the, the alarms in the in that center go off already. So this is what I learned here in Asia. And it's really unspoken. Like kids are actually, they, they're not teached how to, they're not teach on their emotions in a sense. They don't know how to enjoy things. They don't know what is bad, what is good in a sense. They don't know how to feel happy because in these societies, you have to be better. Every time you have to be better, you have to go to a great university, you have to get a great job, you have to pay for our family at the end of the day, you have to pay for your own family at the end of the day. Uh, There's so much pressure here, but still, mental health is such an unspoken thing, and it's basically, a depression is a part of life. You have it, and you just have to live with it, and you have to ignore it, because at the end of the day, you just have to earn money, and we don't expect that you get out of your job or something like that. So it's really a part of life, and... That really gave me a lot of pain because I know how much I suffered for these years and consider I had still a good life and I'm from Europe where we still can talk about it, where we still can go to a therapist. But in these kind of countries, when people go to a therapist, you can get abandoned by your family because they say, oh, my son has a mental health problem. I don't want to have anything with him or with her. So that's, that's, yeah, that's a really crazy thing. So I was like, this comes be longer here in a society like this and you have to brand it differently than okay therapy you cannot use therapy i know there are a lot of online counseling platforms online definitely in the western world like you have like better help talk space mm-hmm. all these platforms but it will never work in asia because using the words therapy or mental health actually don't work at all so you have to really think in a way like how do you feel better during a day? So this is where we're trying to head now with Stay Different itself. We try to focus more on Asia itself. So we're organizing like an online mental health day where we have practitioners from Asia who basically educating people, um, who basically educating people on, okay, how to manage anxiety, how to be yourself in a, in, in a country with social pressure. These kind of topics we're handling. So the entry level is very low. And we want to educate the people what is actually mental health, what is a depression, what is an anxiety, when are you, when do you actually suffer from anxiety? Because it's not when you're very 
when you have anxiety to, to go on stage and do public speaking. There's a difference between anxiety where you suffer 24-7 from anxiety or you're scared to go out because of any reason. So that's why we actually started it and initiated it to basically give a very low entry level for, for people here in Asia to just join it and basically yeah, just learn along the way with us what we're sharing and reading stories and that people actually can relate to it. So now we're talking with a lot of practitioners also to get it on our platform so people basically directly can get contact with them and then we just brand it like, okay, you can find here someone who who is basically credible and certified to help you, to make you feel better every single day. So that's where we want to head because it's yeah definitely for here in Asia it's a very very big thing compared with Western world. Wow, I did not know that. That's so crazy to me. Thank you so much for you know bringing awareness to that and letting like letting everyone listening know. That's awesome. I wanted to ask you also. So I see that you guys have um, a January event. You guys have an online mental health day January thirteenth. So how can people get involved with that? Yeah, so basically you go to staydifferent.org and then you see already like a button register now. So everyone can register for free. So we'll keep everyone updated who registered on the event itself. The event is free to attend. It's 24 hours. We did this because we want to make it a global event. Even Stay Different, we want to focus slightly more on Asia. It's still a global event. So we have also a practitioner from the UK, for example. And we're now probably adding someone from the US who's basically doing a 20-minute sharing session about... Um, about a certain topic, like what I mentioned before, how to manage anxiety, um, what is depression, uh, uh, know yourself, know your stress, for example. All these certain topics which are related to mental health are are educational and informative sessions about this certain topic. And there are 20 minutes, and after these 20 minutes, we have a 20 minutes Q&A. Uh, where basically people can ask their questions to a couple of practitioners who are joining the webinar, in a sense. So it's a 20-minute educational session. After that, it's a 20-minute Q&A. Then 20 minutes is basically the preparation of the new one, which is coming. And this is 24 hours. So we started like 13 January, GMT, zero, and basically we can hit all the time zones in that. So we have eight sessions which are repeating each three times. So we can hit every time zone like the US, but also Europe, but also Asia here. So yeah, that's online mental health day. And we're now doing this around a team of 10 people. So we're getting like partnerships with organizations and institutions. We're talking with brands. We're talking with a lot of practitioners. So yeah, it's going to be great, I guess. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. And I will make sure and include the link to, you know, where they can go register so more people can get involved. So I want one last question I want to ask you. You've shared so much amazing insight, especially in the Asian market. Like don't even, I didn't even know all that stuff. So, and I love, love, love what you guys are doing. I think it's amazing. But one thing I wanted to ask you is if you, you know, speaking to, maybe the entrepreneurs out there who are struggling with depression anything what would your piece of advice like words for them to start getting help uh really i'll start getting help right Mm -hmm. so okay honestly i i've been in a lot of therapy but for me it didn't work out all the time like i got some insights but it didn't work out for me in a lot of ways for me what really worked out is really start to know yourself who are you 
why are you actually on this planet and start realizing that and what do you want to achieve in this planet so really what are your goals for life and I know it's a very very difficult thing when you have a depression and you don't have any goals in your life anymore try to look back and what were your goals in life when you were a kid what did you enjoy when you were a kid what did you enjoy yeah what what did you enjoy before you came in the depression and really start doing that and really focus on enjoying every single moment you're doing in a day from waking up from taking a shower really enjoy taking a shower really try to feel these water drips on your body and try to realize this is real water this is really something I enjoy and then start enjoying your breakfast so really every part of your day start really focusing on it because and then um, start really thinking about okay I should hang out more with this kind of people because they bring energy to my life or I really like to hang out with these people and really focus on something you really, really love to do and you're really passionate about. And that could be your company, but it could be also something besides your company. That could be your wife, that could be your husband, that could be your friends, that could be yourself who is walking through a forest. So yeah, what I always try to tell is really start enjoying every single day and realize you're different and try to stay that and just yeah do your day and enjoy every single part of it because at the end of the day your business will be more successful you will be more successful oh my gosh thank you so much for sharing all your positivity and your story and I love like I said everything you're doing so if you guys want to get involved and really want to help and make a difference go to staydifferent.org and i'll drop that on this post as well thank you so much fabian thanks for listening to the broken a breakthrough podcast if you enjoyed today's episode make sure you leave us a five-star review and hit the subscribe button for more episodes